You're listening to Preaching Source, a ministry of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary's School of Preaching. I'm your host, Professor Barry McCarty. Our guest on Preaching Source today is Dr. Kyle Walker. He serves as the Vice President for Student Services here at Southwestern Seminary, and he's also uh, one of my colleagues on the faculty of the School of Preaching. He frequently preaches for local churches, and uh, he's done a number of interim ministries. And so today, we're going to talk to Dr. Walker about preaching as an interim. Kyle, welcome back to Preaching Source. Thank you, Dr. McCarty. Great to be here with you. Let's begin by asking, uh, what is the role of an interim pastor? What's just a general statement that describes what the mission of an interim pastor is? Sure. Well, first of all, uh, interim pastor role is is a unique role. Uh, It's unique in the sense that it's a temporary pastoral leadership role in the life of a local church. Uh, Another way to say it would be it's to be a shepherd to a church in transition. Mm. So that time of transition could be very short, might be lengthy, uh, depending on the time it takes for them to find uh, a new permanent shepherd. So it can look very different from church to church, depending on the needs of the church, depending on the timetable, and the ability of that interim pastor to be involved. Uh, beyond just preaching in the pulpit and other things. so But in general, it's shepherding the church through a time of transition, which is very uh, critical. At uh, that time, uh, a lot of things happen that could set the new pastor up for great success or make it very uh, much more difficult for the new pastor. So it's critical, I believe, in the life of a church uh, to remain healthy and moving forward on mission for that interim pastor uh, to be very strategic even in a short amount of time. Mm. I think in uh, your, I don't know if it was your last interim ministry, but uh, one of your interim ministries, uh, uh, when your last child was born, right. uh, I filled in for you. You sure did. In an interim ministry while you were tending to your wife. and That's I right. suppose I was an itinerant for an interim. That's right. Yeah. The double layer going on there. <laughs> double layer. <laughs> As we serve the church. Uh, how How is an interim pastorate like a permanent pastorate, and how is it different? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, the similarities uh, are related to the aspect of shepherding. So you're there to be the spiritual leader, to shepherd the souls of people, to see to their spiritual good, the growth of the church, um, the functioning, a healthy functioning of the body. Um, So as a shepherd, you're doing a lot of almost all the same things that a pastor would do. Now, again, sometimes interims are brought in and they're asked, hey, you only want a limited role. You're not necessarily in the day-to-day life of the church as much as a permanent pastor would be. So that's going to be on the side of differences. But to, a, to, a, to some level, even if limited, you're doing the very same things that a senior pastor uh, would do. One of the keys, though, in distinguishing that I think is helpful, and a lot of this information, I sat through the training that the Southern Baptist of Texas uh, Convention offers. Uh, so you got Dr. Ted Elmore and Kenneth Priest offer a great training, and I was able to go through some of that. Uh, a lot of the wording and ideas in my own mind and heart as I approach this come from them. But uh, they talk about the fact that a, in, a, an interim pastor builds the runway, doesn't fly the plane. That um, you set the stage, uh, but you're not the one that is, uh, that's setting the agenda for the church. So you're thinking long-term, but the long-term's not yours. 
So in the short term, you're saying, what could I best do to serve God's man that I don't know yet, don't know what his vision will be, but that you know based on the word of God is the direction this church should go. You're attending the things the church needs to deal with in that timetable to get as healthy as possible so they're ready to receive God's man and they're catalyzed to be ready to move forward. So in one sense, you're trying to accomplish a lot in a short amount of time. For a pastor coming in, it's usually a little bit of the reverse. You're wanting to move slow. Most of the time they say you're not changing anything that first year. So uh, it's a little bit different. You've got to kind of speed up the getting to know the church. You've got to do some strategic high-level things, help the church heal, move forward, and uh, in, in a way that sets the agenda, I mean sets the stage, not the agenda, and builds a great runway for the next guy to come in who, who actually does have the reins. As, a, as an interim pastor, um, I think sometimes we come in say, thinking, oh, I'm going to fix this church. I'm going to take the bull by the horn. I'm going to take the reins in my hands, and I, I think that could be more unhealthy. A church is grieving usually. There's transition. There's some people um, might have been hurt in the way the former pastor left. So there's a lot of uh, lot of lot of a lot of things to consider as a shepherd to walk a church toward healing in preparation for the next man. How does the uniqueness of that role uh, affect your your preaching uh, week to week? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think overall it doesn't change your priority. And the planning and preparation to preach the word and to feed God's people, to feed the sheep, uh, the word, as Jesus has instructed us, Paul told Timothy to preach the word. We know the word of God alone creates and sustains life. But I do think there is uh, strategicness in under the Spirit's direction and in prayer and getting to know the needs of the church, being a, having, having a listening ear for where the church is hurting, what's happened, um, doing, some, doing some historical research on the church, its life, its health, to understand the needs of the people and to do it on a quick timetable, and then to go to God's Word and, and be able to appropriately apply the, the counsel of God that's needed at the moment. So when I approached um, my, uh, my interim pastor role there at First Mansfield, where you filled in for me, um, I wanted to, um, to preach through books of the Bible. That wasn't the um, plan of that wasn't the procedure of the previous pastor, but that's, that's what I uh, wanted to do, and uh, as trying to do text-driven preaching and doing it book by book, and I wanted to get a diet for it. I wanted to get, to get exposed to it. But I, pre- I, I, I preached through short books. I, I knew I was going to have a short overall tenure, a year, or not much more. And so I preached through some short books that I felt like were very appropriate, uh, speaking to the needs they had, speaking to some general things of the life of the church, the building blocks of who God's people are, what God's called them to do, and how to function and please Him. And so I tended to, to look at, to the whole counsel of God and select those things uh, that I thought would be most appropriate. And I think that can vary from church to church, interim situation, interim situation. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't necessarily recommend launching into a two-year season on the book of Exodus necessarily or um, but you need to be able to cover probably several different types of things uh, based on your diagnosis of where the church stands and uh, apply the Word of God. I, uh, recently, I, I had a church that needed me for Sunday morning, Sunday night, two weeks. And what I did is I, I started in the first part of uh, first chapter of Colossians, and I started preaching. The, I, I didn't get all the way through the first chapter. They've asked me to come back to finish the book. <laughs> <laughs> Look at there. So you whet their appetite. I mean, well, it, for the I, Word of God. I, don't, I, I think that's probably a foolproof plan 
for an interim or, or any kind of short term is, hey, take a short book and preach through the book. That's and let right. Let the Holy Spirit figure out you and know, they how wanted, he's going to apply it. Hey, when you leave them hungry for more, you know that God's Word has done, done its work. Yeah. So how, how does uh, an interim preacher uh, become comfortable with this new congregation that he addresses each Sunday? Yeah, that's, that's a great question, and this is something that's pretty critical because you, as a shepherd, you're coming in to lead as a servant, but you need to be able to, you know, to lead effectively fairly quickly. I mean, you know, the adage goes is that you don't become someone's pastor unless you've been there about five years. That's what they say it takes. Um, interim, role, interim pastorate role uh, that's lasting five years, that's not an interim pastorate. So you've got to initially come in and establish some credibility, um, and I think you do that first and foremost by listening to the people. I think that you move slowly among them. I think you get to know them. I think you identify who the leaders are. I think you could even uh, strategically develop a leadership team if there's not already one in place and pull some people from the congregation that are respected, that are godly, that have integrity, and build a leadership team that you can then quickly gain a knowledge of the church um, in a fast-paced fashion so that you can be effective as a leader, that you know the issues, you can apply the Word of God effectively, and, uh, and let the church begin to move forward. And, uh, and you've just got to get to know the people as, fa- as best as you can. Uh, and love on them, and if you come in loving on them, uh, they're going to listen, and they're going to listen to the Word of God if you're preaching the Word of God, and that's going to move them forward. All right, you mentioned a difference in style in your recent, in, recent interim ministry with the last pastor, you know, if you ask one of us to go preach, we're going to let the text talk, right. as the title of your book puts it. Right. Uh, but how do, how do you accommodate people's expectations if the previous pastor right. had not been a regular expository preach-through book That's preacher? right. That's right. Well, first of all, I, I just really took license with the fact that I was an interim and they weren't expecting me to be the long-term guy, and whether they liked it or not, they were probably <laughs> going to give me license to preach the way I wanted to preach. Okay. So I really took it. I, I say it. You know, I took advantage of the situation to expose God's people to God's word in a way that I believe they should be being exposed to God's word, knowing that not all were going to be on board necessarily to hearing a series through a book of the Bible, but like you just experienced and shared an, an example of. Once they heard it, and again, good exposition is not boring. Good exposition makes the Word come alive, and I think if people are turned off by that and haven't heard it, as soon as they hear the Word come alive, as soon as they hear the Bible taught to them, they can see what you're, where you're getting your information, they see the authority you're pulling from. I think people, all of a sudden, their eyes are open and they realize what they haven't gotten. It may take them a sermon or two to get used to it, but I think they quickly hunger for it. So I just jump in. I say, look, I'm not going to have these people for very long, but my responsibility before God is to get them healthy and ready for heaven as best as I can in this short time of stewardship. So I might not have everybody on board, but I think I'll get them there quick, and that's my goal. All right. W- would it be too bold or, or would it be intrusive uh, if, as a text-driven interim preacher, you, you made it one of your goals to persuade the congregation to call as their permanent pastor, a text-driven expository preacher. Would that Ab- be too bold a goal? No, absolutely. To me, that's one of the primary goals is that as an interim, you're seeking to exemplify the very characteristics you're hoping they look for and identify in a man. I think, in fact, there could be, outside of preaching the Word of God to them, 
caring for them pastorally, I think the third primary role you're there for is to set the example of what the next man should do. Because if you're not doing that, uh, then I think that uh, you're actually leading the church away from long-term health rather than toward it by not being the man and not exemplifying. And that's why, again, that's another reason why I kind of take license with the fact that, look, you guys might not be used to it, but you don't have to like me. You need to like your next pastor, ideally. So let me help you get to a point where you probably will like him and have an appetite for what he'll do with the Word. Are there particular books of the Bible that that lend themselves to uh, an interim ministry? I think so. I definitely think there's certain... um, there's certain themes, there's certain topics, and of course, even when I treat a theme or a topic, I want to do so expositionally from the Word of God. So what I did was, um, I, I usually am going to start with some sort of uh, series, a thematic series, and um, I honestly, I think titled the last one I did uh, when I first started as Foundations of Our Faith. I just covered some basic building blocks, back to the basics, um, on some texts that just reestablish our identity and our mission. Uh, while we're here and what what we're doing. So I started with six or seven sermons on that, and then I strategically chose books of the Bible that I knew were going to speak to the life of the church, still remaining on basic things, but moving toward how do we we move towards health as a church and move towards further engagement and mission. So here's some books that I did. I did 1 John. Um, I did the book of Ruth out of the Old Testament. I did 1 Timothy, and I titled that 1 Timothy series God's church must do church God's way. First Timothy's chock full. I mean, not only had the characteristics and qualifications of church leaders, elders and deacons in there, but uh, you've got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of uh, practical application and teaching on the life of a church, as Paul wrote to Timothy. I, I think that series was really helpful. The book of Haggai, I did. Rebuilding the temple, um, and then the life of a church of rebuilding and moving forward. I felt like that one was, through analogy, pretty helpful. The book of Jonah, a short book on mission with God. Jonah running from God, not being on mission with God, God snatching him back. Uh, Jonah still not being happy about it. Getting God's people happy to be on mission with him, running with him, sudden running away from him. So some of these basic things, doing church God's way, getting on mission with God, realizing God's using ordinary people like in the book of Ruth to accomplish his plan of redemption. Um, these type things that uh, point us to the big picture, point us back to the basics, that are short. I worked through four or five books um, in less than a year. It was about a year, about 11 months in the last one. So uh, I, think that, I think those books could be strategic. Another one that's great is Philippians. Dr. Tommy Kiker followed me at my last interim as I had to exit. He came in and preached through Philippians, unity and joy and thanksgiving and gratitude. And, and um, so, um, so much encouragement there in these books that I think could be strategic in the life of an interim. All right, Dr. Walker, we're going we're to close with this. You, you have been the interim pastor of Imaginary Baptist Church, and the new pastor has just come. Uh, what word of encouragement do you have for that new pastor who's followed you and is just starting his wow. ministry? Well, first of all, I'd just say welcome to the highest calling on earth. I believe serving God's church, Christ's bride, nothing higher on the planet. Um, if you leave the pastorate for the president of anything, you've stepped down. So um, I, I would tell him that first. You know, I uh, actually just listened to a session yesterday uh, from Jordan Easley, pastor in, in Tennessee, uh, about how to begin transitioning to a new church well. And uh, what he said was, was so applicable not only to a church but any ministry organization. 
Uh, but I'd encourage folks to come to the text room, preaching conference, and listen, get his notes. But um, I'll just, I just want to share a few things that, that he shared that I just jotted in and I thought were so good. Uh, number one, he said, have a plan. And he mapped out how strategic his plan was for the first 100 days. We hear that in the secular world a lot, but how little sometimes I think we plan strategically as pastors for God's people. That's a stewardship in our hands we should take seriously. You know, you've heard that adage, as I already mentioned, it takes about five years to become the pastor. Of course, I think our goal is to not take that long, to truly, when someone looks at us, say, hey, you're my pastor. And that means something. It should, we, we should be striving for the, to, to, to decrease that amount of time. So having a plan to connect, 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 connect with people, relationships, relationships, relationships. You know, if you first show up on the job and you're first worried about getting your library organized and books on the shelf rather than getting to know your people and getting to know your staff, they're going to know something's different up with your priorities rather than what they should be. So um, praying and listening to the people through those relationships, praying with them, listening to them. Asking where they've been, where God's been leading them, what are they, their struggles, what, are they, what excites them, what's the potential they see in the church, what have they been praying for, all those type things. Um, so I, I think that is probably the first thing I would say. Um, on those relationships, after establishing those, I think um, strategically assessing the status of the church, or the resources of the church, the health of the church, really getting to know, okay, what is the lay of the land? Uh, hopefully, before you accepted the call, you did some of that, um, but there is a little bit more of that below the surface of the water you get to know and have access to once you get there as pastor. So really assess that. Um, the next thing was look for easy wins and look for just things that will mean a lot to the people, that establish uh, and show your love for them and your care for them. So um, lots of little ideas you could do that to connect with ministry leaders, lay leaders in the church, community leaders, appreciation for the current staff that's there that took care of the interim before you came. You know, when you get there's a new pastor, everybody's talking about you. You want to connect and be like everybody, and your staff's here like, hey, we've been here the whole time, man. <laughs> I think showing love and appreciation for all their hard work could be huge. Um, so love on them that way. And uh, so, you know, bringing clarity to structure and systems, all that kind of stuff, understanding how the church makes decisions, all that's important, Set, setting attainable goals. But, of course, nothing's more important than preaching and prayer. I mean, you're there to preach the Word of God to them. You're there to pray. And I, that just goes back to me to the book of Acts and what the leaders did. And, look, we could be distracted by a lot of things, but one, two things we cannot be distracted from uh, as the leaders of God's church is to preach the Word and to pray. So um, I think it boils down to those two things. These others, though, are things that I would say, but welcome to the highest office on earth and give it everything you got. One day uh, we're, we're serving to please the Lord and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. We've been talking about preaching as an interim with my School of Preaching colleague, Dr. Kyle Walker. Kyle, thank you so much for being with us today. Yes, sir. Thank you, Dr. McCarty. been a pleasure.